Welcome to the Rap Race to Five podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place. Here to challenge you to think out of the box, your hosts, Felipe Mejia and Diego Corzo. Diego, 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 what's up, dude? I'm excited for today's podcast specifically because it's going to be just me and you. And we're going to be talking about the six things that we talk a lot about in Rat Race to Fi. Yeah, it's going to be very exciting because we're going to be sharing a little bit of both our stories, but also on the topic of becoming the person that achieves financial independence. And that is one of the topics that can definitely uh, change people's lives if they if they put their mind to it. Correct. Before we get started, though, Diego, what is Rat Race to Fi? What For those who are just listening, just getting started with us, what is Rat Race? So Rat Race to Fi is a mastermind group. It is our brand, right? It is, uh, but at the end of the day, it is the mindset that for people that do want to get out of the rat race, that want to get out of just working a nine to five, if they don't like it, that they have the option to become financially independent. Now, having that option will give them options to choose if they still wanna work or if they just wanna do what they really wanna do, follow their passions, maybe something that's not money related. And what is uh, financial independence, Diego? What, what would, how would you define it? Because it's probably got a def- different definition for everyone. Like for myself, I have a family, right? So the number might be different, the mindset might be different. But what's FI to you? And then uh, try to define it overall. Yeah. So with financial independence, my definition is that if you have your passive income that's covering all of your active, all of your monthly expenses, then you're good to go. At that point, you reach financial independence. And a lot of people feel like they need millions of dollars in the bank in order to feel that they have achieved financial independence, but that is not true. If your expenses are 5,000 a month and you have 7,500 coming in passively through your investments, then you're technically financially free and you don't really have to work uh, in order for you to trade your time for money, but you have your money that's working for you. And that covers all of your expenses. So when I was first on this journey to FI through real estate and other business ventures, man, I saw it as such a distant goal, like something that was just not attainable for someone like myself. Um, And then I finally reached FI. And when I looked back, I kind of always use the, um, like the story that it's kind of like going to the gym. Uh, You know, you go day in and day out and, and, and you don't, you may not see results daily, but if you go consistently and eat right and, and all everything's in place and you do it for a year and you take a picture daily, you're going to see a huge difference from day one to day 365, right? Like mm-hmm. that's the same thing with reaching five. Like every day you have to have goals, little goals that you're going to reach daily that are going to amass a year's worth of work or two years or however long it takes for you to reach five, but it's cool to see it in the long run. Like what, what was I able to accomplish to get to five? Uh, and like I said, it's kind of like going to the gym for me. Like I see it slowly, but surely, but sometimes I don't see it daily and daily. Mm-hmm. It's like, how do I motivate myself? How do I continue to do this? Yeah. And what's interesting about that too, Felipe, is that 
a lot of people, especially the millennials, right? Which is a lot of our, a lot of our audience. And I'm a millennial, you're a millennial. We've grown up in the society that we want everything like right now, right? We want everywhere. We're living like, like you put it in the microwave and it better be hot in 30 seconds or if not, I'm not eating it, right? So it's sort of like we want it now. With the FI mentality, we have to understand that life at the end of the day is not a sprint, but a marathon. And it might take like a couple of months or years to see those results, that sacrifice, quote unquote, that, that some people will need to make in order to reach FI. But it's something that if you do put your mind to it, you can definitely achieve FI in like the next five to 10 or 15 years. But you have to right. understand, uh, especially the six things that the six keys that we're going to be explaining today, you have to understand that in order for you to achieve financial independence. But Felipe, what does FI mean for you? FI meant for me, uh, it started with retiring my wife from her job. And then it led into me retiring after her. So it was like, what are all of my bills, all of my expenses that we need to live bare minimum? And how many houses or rental income do I need to cover that? Uh, and that number came out to right under $6,000 bare bones. I'm not talking like, like, uh, you know, vacations and all that. It was like bills, food, a little bit of entertainment, cars, cell phone, email, like all the, just all that stuff and that came to right under $6,000. Uh, and, and I was just doing it a two to $500 cash flow per, you know, trying to attack that. Uh, and then one day we reached it and we actually reached it right before coronavirus, uh, last year. Um, and my wife was like looking at the Excel sheets like she does every month. And it was, I think, February, 2020, my wife was like, I think we're there. I think we've reached five by a couple thousand bucks. So that was five for me. Uh, and then after that, I've just been able to grow. What's interesting though, about reaching financial independence. And then we'll get into these six topics is, um, once I reached Phi, I was able to allow my brain to turn off as an employee or a business owner, which is, I think is just like a step above an employee. I'm a, I was a business owner. And like, once I reached Phi and I was able to let go of all those businesses and everything I was doing on the side, I got to focus on what I love and I've made more financial gain in the last year than I have in the past, you know, 28, 29 years. And I think that's because now my mind wasn't focusing so much on making money, but it was on helping others while still me making money and helping others make money uh, and education. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting how once I reached five, my brain was able to like open up more to other opportunities for myself and those around me. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like at the end of the day, when you have, when you reach that level, you're not thinking about like, oh, I need to make this, I need to sell this, or I need to work this much in order to take home this amount of money. You can just right. do it. Whether the money or not shows up, you have your monthly expenses that, that are getting paid by your assets. So right. yeah. And, and what's, what's cool is that at the end of the day, like I mentioned earlier, if you begin to focus on it, and take action, you can definitely achieve it in less than 10 years, no matter what your background is. Like I'm Peruvian, I'm a DACA recipient, I'm undocumented, and I was able to achieve it uh, in my 20s. Uh, Felipe, Latino, again, like he can do it. We know various people in Rat Race, to, in our Rat Race Mastermind that are working towards that. And no matter what situation or what your story is, 
you can definitely achieve it. You just need the right tools, take the right actions and connect with the right people that can help you get there. Correct. And today we're going to talk about those six actions, right? Like what are those six yeah. things that we teach in rat race, uh, that are going to trajectory yourself to, uh, financial independence, living abundantly exactly. and, and, and doing all that. Now guys, yeah. the goal is to reach five, but it's not to stay there. It's to live an abundant life past that. Um, Diego, do you want to start us off? Yeah. One of the things that is really important to note is that a lot of people want to have that financial independence, but I have learned that first you have to become the person that achieves financial freedom in your mind, in your heart, with your actions, and then you get it in the future. But a lot of people feel like if they, like they feel like if they don't have the money now, they are not going to feel like they have financial independence. And this is something that Jim Rohn says is like, if I give you a million dollars and you're, you don't have the financial capacity to manage the million dollars, you're going to lose it. You're going to spend it all in things that are not going to give you a return. You're just going to expend it. And then you're going to not have the million dollars in a year or something, right? But if you're financially savvy, you become the person that should use that million dollars, then your actions are going to be different. And that's why I feel like it's super important for people to know that first you become the person that achieves financial independence. And that's what we're going to go over today. Now, one of the things to know too, is that these things, the six keys that we teach in Rat Race to FI is not things that we like that we've read in books or watch YouTube videos, but is what personally, like I have learned from my mentors by surrounding myself with other people, for example, in the mastermind group that I belong to with Osborne and how Elrod and a few of the other like heavy hitters, right? Uh, those people, I was able to surround myself with millionaires in abundance uh, that they basically put me under their wing when I was 23 years old. And now I was able to take action on everything that they've taught me. Uh, Felipe, is it okay if I share that story really quick? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So basically, guys, uh, when I was 23 years old, because this is something that we didn't share on a previous podcast. Uh, when, when, when I shared part of my story, but basically I was 23 years old becoming a realtor and I listened to a podcast. Uh, it was by a guy named Pat Hyben called, called real estate rock stars. I follow him on Twitter. I reached out. I told him, Hey, I want to learn more about what go abundance is. I'm getting my license. Uh, long story short, I, he sends me a few messages back. And uh, he mentions Go Abundance, and I ask him, what, what is this mastermind group? And he says, it's a mastermind group for millionaires that like to achieve financial independence, talk about financial freedom, uh, accountability, relationships, and contribution, and health. And I was like, oh my gosh, I went in. But at that point, I'm like, again, I'm 23 years old, right? I don't have any, any money, but I was able to go to an event in a room with 15 millionaires. I, I knew that I was gonna be the only one that wasn't a millionaire there. And when they were doing introductions, there was a guy that was worth 40 million, 10 million, 5 million. And when they come to me, I'm like, my name is Diego. I am uh, 23 years old. My net worth is $25,000 and I work at General Motors. And they were like, who the heck is this guy? Who the heck is this kid? Um, but after that weekend, they pulled me out to the side and that said, look, Diego, we created Go Abundance for millionaires 
but we want you to become our first apprentice and we want to help you become a millionaire. Now imagine I'm 23 years old and I was able to get into this room that I really didn't belong. Uh, but I knew that in order for me to achieve the life that I wanted to achieve, I needed to be in those rooms, be uncomfortable. And I was definitely uncomfortable. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, they pulled me to, to, to the side and I started basically following them, telling everything that they told me to do, I did. And two weeks later, I was flying on a private plane with Osborne and he was picking up his buddies. It was like an incredible experience. I turned 24 years old at that time. And, uh, and from there, I knew that my life wasn't going to be the same. So since I was 20, since I've been 23, 24, I've been surrounding myself with 200, 300 millionaires. And, uh, and those are, and after analyzing them and hearing conversations in a plane, in taxis, in Ubers with them at events, I've, I've been able to put this together along with Felipe um, on the six keys to achieve financial independence, to become the person that achieves financial independence. Because in the beginning, I wasn't financial independent. I wasn't a millionaire, but I knew that if I took the right actions, I would be able to achieve those things. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's definitely about who you surround yourself with uh, and in implementing the list that we're that we're about to run down. So let's get to the list cool. and let's uh, and let's go. That's actually one of my favorite stories that you have, though, about uh, being in that room. That's so that's a great story. Um, yeah, so the first one, mastering personal finances. I think yes. there's a reason that this is at the beginning. Uh, and let me read the quote here by Dave Ramsey. It says, if you will live like no one else later, you can live like no one else. So mastering your personal finances is super, super important to reaching financial independence. And that is what Diego said. If you can't manage $10, you can't manage a hundred, you can't manage a thousand, a million and so forth and so on. So mastering the art of the money made, money spent and tracking all that is extremely crucial to reaching financial independence. Yeah. One of the things that, um, that I learned was that in conversation, again, with the guys in GoBundance, uh, David Osborne and Pat Hyben, they basically, they met every single month and they spoke about how much money they made, how much expenses they had and how their net worth grew. So what happened after that event with GoBundance, I went home, I talked to my best friend, Pascal, and I told him, dude, this is what they did when they first got started. So then he created the net worth tracker that now everybody in Rat Race has. Um, so he created it because he's more of an Excel guy than, than I am. But we would meet every single month since 2014, man, and understanding how much money is coming in, how much is coming out and tracking your net worth. If you cannot track it, then you then you have no idea where your money's going. You might know, oh yes, I'm only spending 500 bucks on food. But then when you really analyze it, expense by expense, you might be like, holy crap, I actually, no, I actually spend a thousand, but you don't really think about it. Or you may have subscriptions that you don't even use, right? You might have a Gold's Gym membership, one in Orange Theory, one that you signed up years ago and you don't even know that you're paying for it. So that's why managing your finances are really, really, really important. And Diego, how would you say someone who's just started out? They're like, Hey, I don't have a lot of money. You know, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, I mean, I'm not in a position where I have to manage a ton of money. What would be a way for them to get started managing what little they might have 
as they scale and grow. Yeah, that's really that's a really good good point. So mint.com, it's a tool that you can link one bank account if that's all you have. You can link one bank account, maybe one credit card, and then through there you can begin to track your monthly expenses, your budget. You as long as you can control your budget, then you will be in good shape. What you want to do is you want to live below your means so that you have more money at the end of the month rather than less money at the end of the month, right? Uh, that's that's the idea. You don't want to just rack up credit cards and credit card debt in uh, you borrowing from your future. You want to make sure that you can manage it in the present and pay off those credit cards so that you don't accrue and paying like 20% interest or, or, or whatever. But you really have to start with just, if you know that you make 2,500 bucks a month, you want to make sure that you allot that money in advance in order for you to make sure that you're not going to overspend. And sometimes, Felipe, because I know it has happened to me, especially in the beginning, I would have to say no to a few things. Like if my friends are going to happy hour four times a week, you might have to sacrifice and say, hey, I'm only going to go once because I know that if I go three or four times a week to happy hour, I'm going to spend X amount of money and I'm not going to be able to save the amount of money that I do want to save for the future. It's interesting because when it comes to mastering my, my personal finance, I think my biggest struggle was tracking it and being honest with myself. Like, you know, how much did I really spend on meals? Oh, I can have a coffee again. Oh, I can do this again. And then by the end of the month, it was like, man, I really did have Starbucks six times this month. Like maybe that's not the best thing to do. Right. Or, or so forth and so on until I get to a certain level. So I think mastering your personal finances is very important and tracking them knowing what money is coming in and what money is going out where is that money being spent is it being invested am i am i am i am i giving enough am i you know it's funny even with people of wealth i have found that there's a direct correlation with their giving of their finances as well everyone that i know that's like super rich gives a lot and i'm not saying that like if you you know if you don't have ends meet not to give but what I'm saying is that there is a direct correlation there. You know, I don't know the science behind it, but I know that I know people that are like, dude, the more you give, the more you get. So I'm just going to throw that in there into mastering your personal finances. Diego, yeah. take us to number two. All right. Number two, it is scheduling personal development, scheduling personal development, because a lot of people think that just because you finish high school or you graduated college, that you can stop learning. And that is not true. I'm a big believer that you have to be a lifelong learner, a student of life, uh, so that you can continue to, to have the mindset that you want to grow, right? And Tony Robbins says, if you're not growing, you're dying. And uh, Jim Rohn also says that uh, your, levels of, your level of success will seldom exceed your level of personal development. So when I listen to those quotes, I'm like, holy crap, like there's definitely, there's definitely something um, that one can do in order to get that personal development, uh, because at the end of the day, that makes you have a stronger mindset. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I think a lot of personal development for me was reading a lot of books. Uh, and if you're looking at my screen, you can see that I have all my books on top of me here. Uh, mm -hmm. A big thing for me was reading. Uh, I hated reading growing up through high school and college. It was like the worst thing for me to sit down, let alone sit down and read. 
But once I got into books that I was interested in that were better for me for personal development, that's when I really got excited. That's when I really, that's when it really worked for me um, to, to do better and, uh, you know, to, to be excited about reaching financial independence in real estate. Uh, yeah. Books that excited me were the ones that helped me be better in life, better in business, uh, better in everything that I'm doing. So personal development for me personally was huge in the books that I read. Uh, one of the books that impacted me the most, uh, everyone says Rich Dad Poor Dad, so I agree with that. But the next one from there was Life and Air because Life and Air gave me my why. And we'll talk about our why at the end, but uh, Life and Air really put me in a position to think about why am I doing what I'm doing, which allowed me to grow faster. Yeah, that is a really good book too. Because at the end of the day, it makes it so that it's not just about the money, right? But it's about how do you become a millionaire in all areas of life? And with scheduling personal development, a lot of people really also think that, oh, I don't have enough time to read books or I don't have enough time to schedule personal development uh, into my life. But you can listen to audiobooks, you can listen to YouTube videos. Like if you put up Jim Rohn on YouTube, you can get so many different videos. And you can do it while you're driving, while you're going to work, while you're on a run, while you're coming back from work or cooking. There's really no excuse for you to not learn. And at the end of the day, Jim Rohn also says, formal education can make you a living, but self-education can make you a fortune, right? At the end of the day, you can get your degree, you, but if you're, if you're just going to go have a job and stay there, but not be able to continue learning in life, you may lose opportunities that maybe were there, but you weren't really aware that they were there. And, uh, and you might not get to a certain amount of, like get to really all, all of your goals because you haven't become that person that can achieve those goals. So what, where would you say someone's starting? So if someone's like, okay, I've, I've, I'm listening to the steps. Uh, I see that you said master my personal finances. I've started educating myself on how to follow my my uh, my finances, how to track them. I'm going to be on that role. The next step you said was personal development. So Diego, how do I start personally developing myself? What would you say? I would say start scheduling 10, 15 minutes and pick a book, right? I would say Think and Grow Rich, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind, Life and Air, Rich That, Poor That. I would say if you do not have time to read a book, get something on Audible uh, or again, watch a YouTube video, but make sure that you're writing things down, uh, things that are also going to make your brain think in different ways. It Sometimes it can be things that you were not taught. A lot of the, the stuff that is shown in personal development, it's something that we were not taught in school, we were not taught in high school or even college. So it's something new and you have to be comfortable with that kind of growth. Agreed. Books and podcasts definitely yeah. uh, have directly affected my personal And growth, it's free. There's so much free content on so YouTube. Much yes. So much free content. There's no excuse. Like if you want to, if you want to, if you say, hey, I cannot afford Rich Dad Poor Dad, the book, um, you can go on YouTube, put Rich Dad, put Rich Dad Poor Dad Audible, and it will be there. The whole book is there for free. I bought a book in Goodwill, Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, an amazing book. It cost me $1.99 and I bought it because I already had a copy, but I bought a second copy just because I wanted to say this book can change your life and it only cost me $1.99 at Goodwill. So yeah, freaking awesome. 
Number three. <laughs> 199. Yeah. And you know, it's funny going from there. Uh, something that's helped me out a lot is also the people that I surround myself with kind of leads us into number three, which is the power of your tribe. So you've mastered your finances now, or you're on the right track. You've started reading all the books and you're on the other podcast. The next step is going to be surrounding yourself with other people that are doing the same thing because we all tend to get traction. It's hard to stay on track though. So going to the gym, the first 20, 10, 15 days is easy. It's that consistency afterward that if you don't have a gym bro, a gym partner or a text group like us, where we have to send each other sometimes pictures of our morning workouts, then you, you don't have a tribe that's going to continue to push you on the days that you don't have that passion. Um, mm -hmm. passion doesn't get you the results. Consistency does. So the power of your tribe to keep you consistent is important. And I'll read the quote here by Tony Robbins. The quality of your life is a direct reflection of the expectations of the peer or of the, your peer group. And that's true because I expect Diego to perform. It is not a question as will he perform? It's a question of when he's going to perform. So I, I directly agree with uh, Tony Robbins's um, uh, quote there. Yeah, no, for sure. And at the end of the day, imagine that you are learning all this personal development and you have like your goals, you're hungry, uh, but you cannot share it with, with anybody else. That, that happened to me. Uh, where I was getting to read all these books. And when I wanted to share it with other people uh, in my work or in college, they didn't understand that growth. They're like, why are you still reading, dude? We already graduated college, like we're done. And so I needed to surround myself with other people that were also hungry because they will hold you to a certain standard. And imagine that you are like, Imagine that you keep on going to happy hours, right? And everybody's getting beer, everybody's getting burgers, whatever. But if you begin to, to hang out with fit people, you'll see that they're either not going to happy hour as much and they're getting, they're drinking more green shakes, green smoothies, eating salads. If you begin to, to like, to follow them, you're more than likely gonna be starting to eat salads and stuff like that because you don't wanna be the only one in that group that is that is eating steak with burgers or whatever. So they hold you up to a new standard. And I believe that that is what GoBundance helped me. Um, it was like, I was the only one that wasn't a millionaire, but they held me that standard. And it was just gonna be a matter of time until I became a millionaire. It took me six years. It took a lot of ups and downs, but I was definitely able to do it because they held me to a certain standard. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I've put myself in a lot of rooms that I probably sh shouldn't be able to get in or, or, uh, or even, I don't think I even had the knowledge that the other people in that room had, but it was always about growing and what nuggets can I get from this and that, uh, and putting myself in places where people were smarter than me. And then me just bringing my, uh, value or my asset that I had and saying, Hey, this is what I'm good at. This is what I can do for you. You know, if we can leverage each other's strengths and weaknesses, maybe we can make a successful business, a successful uh, you know, just about anything. Uh, so the power of your tribe is really going to push you forward. Uh, it's going to allow you and help you to grow because we all know that growth is growth is already hard, right? So why do it alone? So find other people that want to grow just like you uh, and, and and follow them. Now, I will put a little PSA out there, though. Let's say you are going to, let's say, Gold's Gym and you want to be a power lifter. Are you going to work out the same as the swimmers? 
or the same as the CrossFitters or the same as probably not. So the power of your tribe can be a two-edged sword. You can also develop and work yourself the wrong way and take years away from growth by, by, by surrounding yourself with the wrong tribe. So it's more important to surround yourself with the right tribe than just a tribe. So just because the tribe is like that you want to get around is in real estate, but that's not your passion, then I wouldn't do it. For example, you wouldn't want to get around a wholesaling tribe if you're interested in just rentals, right? You might see now there's nothing wrong with learning different aspects, but at the beginning, I would say surround yourself with the people that have the same goal as you before you venture out into other aspects of uh, for this example, real estate, or as the example earlier in the gym, uh, you know, you don't want to, you don't want to say, oh, well, I want to lose weight and then surround yourself with power lifters who are like going to be telling you, you need to drink a bunch of protein and eat 17 times a day and all this other stuff. Um, so the power of connecting with the right tribe is just as important, uh, if not more than just saying, oh, I just want to find a tribe. So make sure that you pick your tribe uh, correctly. Uh, yeah. And with that, go ahead. Oh yeah. And one, one last thing is understanding that if you're on the path, right, of becoming a millionaire or wanting to achieve financial independence, know that there's nobody that is self-made. This is something that I've learned from Ty Lopez. I got the opportunity to be at his house uh, a couple of years ago, and he mentioned the power of the who, because a lot of people ask, oh, how how can I do this? How How can I achieve this? But they don't mention, they never ask themselves, who is that person that I need in my life in order to achieve this goal? And when you realize that there's people that nobody self-made, like Steve Jobs, if he didn't have Steve Wozniak, he wouldn't have created Apple. Tesla with Elon Musk, if he didn't partner up with Peter Thiel to create a few companies in the past, uh, he wouldn't have been able to sell those companies to invest in Tesla, Solar City. Uh, so keep keep that in mind. There's nobody that is self-made, even if they tell you. There's always been that person, that mentor. They've invested in themselves um, in order to achieve where they are at today. I agree. So, so surrounding yourself with the right tribe is definitely crucial. Mm -hmm. So let's backtrack real quick. It's mastering your personal finances. You've personally developed yourself, right? And then you're going to put yourself in the right tribe that has common or similar goals as you do which are then going to push you to do what, Diego? To they set your going, own goals. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> They're going to push you to set your goals. But what's important with that is not goal setting is not, it's like it's really important, but you need to do it with accountability, with accountability. Just like what you were saying, Felipe, it's sort of like you, you do want to uh, have that, where you're going to the gym, you're going to tell yourself, yes, I'm going to go there. But then it begins to get cold. Let's say in February or like in January, you're like, okay, I'm going to start the year 2021. I'm going to go to the gym five times a week by yourself. Right. And then it's raining outside or it's snowing. And you're like, ah, I think I'm going to go tomorrow. It'll be okay for just one day. Uh, so then later you begin to create excuses because even though you had your goal, there's no accountability. Right. But what if you tell your partner, like, let's say that you do have a gym buddy and you tell him, look, if I don't show up here whenever we schedule it, you and I, I will give you a hundred bucks through Venmo every time that I miss. Now, even though it's raining outside, 
you're going to double think it, right? It's like, okay, do I really want to stay in my bed or do I want to give him a hundred bucks, right? At the end of the day, it's going to come to that. So what are some things that you can be held accountable to that you can share with other people when you share your goals so that they can get to where you want to be faster? So that's like, you have your peer group and then you goal set because it's something similar but there has to be accountability, whether it is a check-in via text, just like Felipe said, or whether or whether it is a monthly call just to see how you guys are doing. It can be daily, weekly, whatever, uh, but there definitely needs to be accountability in order for you to achieve it so that there's no excuses. It, it becomes easier uh, to achieve your goals when there's no room for excuses. So that comes with goal setting with accountability. Exactly. I, I like that because goal setting, uh, and I'm going to read the, the thing here. It says your goals are the roadmaps that guide you and show you what is possible for your life. See, goals are interesting because a lot of the times we want to set attainable goals for ourselves when it's really about setting those unattainable goals that are going to really stretch you to, let's say you don't reach that goal, but you went a lot farther than if you just said it like, oh, I can do that. I can drink a gallon a day of water. Well, what if you set yourself to set two goals, or I'm sorry, two gallons of water a day, and you end up at one and a half, then you went farther than you thought you could, even though you did fail. And there's a saying out there that says, you know, get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable because that's where growth is at. So I would challenge people to say, hey, yes, set your goals, but set outlandish, unattainable, unrealistic goals for yourself and just do the best you can because you will go farther than if you just set your mindset goals. Now, let me explain that in something that happened to me recently. You got Diego, you know, I bought an RV, right? Um, mm -hmm. I got, I got my 26 footer out there. I love my RV. It's super fun. Uh, the day I bought it, I felt comfortable driving it. But do you know what the problem with that was? That I quickly outgrew it because I was already comfortable with it. So now I'm like, damn, I should have got a 30 or a 32 or just a larger camper that I was a little bit uncomfortable with because I would have grown into it. And then I would have had something like, so right now, my biggest thing with my RV and I'm actually headed to Gatlinburg tomorrow. I'm like, man, I wish I would have got a bigger one that maybe I would have been a little less comfortable with at the beginning, but I would have grown into. So I think I've told you this before, Diego, my, my 2021 mo mo motto, mantra, whatever, is going to be stop growing out of things and start growing into things because that means that I've been uncomfortable until I can grow into it. Right. It's not mm -hmm. like you, you stop growing out of things. Cause that means that you are never, um, in growth mode, right? Like truly true growth mode is like growing into something that makes you feel uncomfortable and then onto the next one and onto the next one. So, uh, yeah, set, set goals that are, that are just way out there that you feel even sometimes like scared to say out loud right? Like mm -hmm. I would have never been able to say out loud, I'm going to buy a 16 unit apartment complex in 2021. If it wasn't just a goal that we had set for ourselves at our last mastermind. Right. So, mm -hmm. so that's what I would tell people in regards to goal setting for sure. Yeah. The last thing that I would say there is, um, is to make sure that when you're setting your goals, like Felipe said, it is okay if you fail, if you have, let's say, an, an outlandish, outlandish goal, right? Let's say that you're, you're a realtor and uh, last year you sold 10 homes. Maybe you set a goal this year to sell 25 homes, but even if you only hit 20, 
you've doubled what you did last year, but you've built the habits that even though you might think that you failed, you've built the habits that now can take you to 20 to 20 deals or maybe the next year you've built habits that will take you to those 25 deals if you want to sell those homes but those habits are more important executing them than just attaining the goal the attaining the goal is important but what's more important is that journey to achieve that goal and who you're becoming and what habits you're building so that will be the last thing there agreed absolutely so yeah once you've set goals and you've started crushing those goals, what's going to happen from there? You're going to start increasing your income. And that's number four for us. So number it was five. mastering your finance. I'm sorry, number five. And that was mastering your personal, your personal finances, personal development, the power of your tribe, goal setting. And then number five was increasing your income. You want to read that quote mm -hmm. that we have written down there, Diego? Yeah. The moment you make passive income, portfolio income, part of your life, your life will change. And, what does that mean? That sounds so deep. Right? It's like the moment you make passive income, a portfolio income part of your life, your life will change. And that is a quote by Robert Kiyosaki. And even though it's important, uh, this quote is important and it's going to make more sense with the last one, with, with the last thing. But in increasing your income, the reason why we put it as number five is because Having a job, like when you're in the path to financial independence, you do have to sacrifice a few things. And some of them are going to be your time uh, because you because you do not want to like if you're achieving, if you want to achieve financial independence, you do not want to wait till you're 65 till you can retire and get your social security. At the end of the day, if you're listening to this podcast, it's because you want to get out of the rat race and achieve financial independence. So how do you do that? One of them is by increasing your income because you want to make sure that even though you have a job and maybe your lifestyle fits that job, you want to make sure that you can put extra money, like spend some more time building either having some more skills that you can use to achieve more money in the future. Right. So, you know, what's interesting for me, Diego, is increasing my income has come because I've set these other things in place from mastering my personal finances and seeing where that money is going. Personal development, reading books, my tribe and goal setting has really trajectoried my income and allowed me to put more money towards my goals, towards my mastering, my development, toward, towards everything and growing, right? So for me, passive income has allowed me freedom to think there's, there's power and being able to think not of like, it's funny because like in your mid twenties, you're thinking about like the bills, the mortgage, the food, you're thinking about all these bills that you got to take care of. And the last thing that you're thinking about is yourself and your passive income or your investments, right? Which leads us on to number six. Number six is investing. And I'm going to read this quote because it says, don't wait to buy real estate, but buy real estate and wait. Now that's a concept that a lot of people don't understand because they're so caught up on uh, saving money for the bills, the rent, the mortgage, this, that they forgive about two things, which is giving and investing. And those two together is a very powerful trait uh, that gives you wealth. Because when you invest in real estate and wait, the value of the asset goes up. Your cash flow goes up yearly. You're giving yourself basically a five bonuses a year. You're giving yourself more cash flow because the rents go up. You're giving yourself ghost income because the property is paying itself off. Uh, so the, the, the property is mortgage is going down. 
uh, you're going to make sure your property value is going to go up. You're getting tax breaks and incentives, right? And then you're going to get equity in the property because the loan is getting paid down by someone else and the value of the property is going up. So you're giving yourself four to five bonuses every single year by buying one real estate investment, not to mention how it's going to snowball until you buy more of those. Exactly. And what's important to Felipe, if you match number five with number six, right? Like increasing your, increasing your income. That is one of the things that if you just focus on, sure, you, you, you will have your job, but if there's a skill that you can use, maybe you have to Uber, maybe like I did websites, even though I have, I was working at General Motors, I was doing websites like after work or weekends and saving that money so that I, because at the end of the day, I wanted to invest, invest that money for real estate. And that's one of the reasons why I became a realtor too, is because even though I had my full-time job, I was a realtor part-time and I was working nights, weekends, showing homes, all of that stuff before I left that, but I needed to increase my income so that later I, I, because my goal was to start house hacking, right? At the end of the day, when I was 24 years old, um, I was able to, the money that I made, not from my work, but from my extra side hustles, that allowed me to pay, to save that down payment for that property to house hack. I began to live for free. And then that, be, that allowed me to exponentially grow because I was able to reduce my living expenses and it allowed me to continue investing for passive income. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's interesting uh, because passive income, at the end of doing all those other things we just talked about, passive income is what's allowed me to become financially independent. And now my passive income gets reinvested into more act, more passive income. And I've explained it like it's kind of like a snowball, like making that first snowball is hard. Rolling it into more snow is hard. Pushing it to get more snow is hard. But eventually it rolls itself because of the weight of the snowball and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And most people only see a big snowball rolling, getting bigger and bigger. And no one sees all the work you put in into putting it together, right? So that's what those first five steps look like into creating your snowball to then making a snowball effect that's going to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And passive income uh, is basically the stronghold to that. Making passive income that, and, and passive income is very simply, it's money that comes to you that doesn't take up more of your time. It's time that you've already invested that keeps paying you dividends over and over and over again. And the more of those you create, the more wealthy you're going to be because that passive income buys you more passive income and so forth and so on. Yeah. And the main thing to, to consider is again, and this goes by what Robert Kiyosaki says, right? That is the difference between assets and liabilities. A lot of people are collecting bills, but if you change your mindset to be like, how can I collect assets that will pay for my bills that through the assets that are making you passive income, they pay for your monthly expenses at that point, you begin to think in a different way that, okay, in order for me to get my next car, like an awesome car, I need to first buy a house that's going to pay for that. And then once the car is paid off, you still have an asset that's making you money. The same way, maybe you buy another house that's going to that's gonna go to pay for, uh, for your cell phone bills and maybe your insurance. 
and then you buy another house that's going to pay for all of your food expenses. So then you begin to collect assets that pay for your expenses, knowing that it's not going to be just like what Felipe said earlier, you're not going to achieve all this in one year or maybe in six months, but you can definitely achieve it in five or 10 years and understanding that with enough patience and a little bit of sacrifice, you can definitely do it. At the end of the day, the quote that um, that I want to share with you guys too is what I learned from from one of my first mentors, Adam Carroll. He said, "You should build a bigger life, not a bigger lifestyle. The lifestyle will come later, but you want to make sure that you're achieving a big life with your peer group, with the experiences, by not just spending money on things, but on experiences, like I mentioned earlier." It's interesting as I've scaled and I've continued to grow, Diego, and we can end on this. I haven't upped my lifestyle. Like I still live in my three bedroom, two bath home. Um, you know, we, we're, we're very modest living. I only have one car. My wife has one car. We have an RV because we like to travel for fun around here, the Smokies and things like that. Uh, we take a lot of vacations though. You know, we do a lot of things together. We have a lot of fun, uh, but I don't have like a Ferrari or a huge mansion of a home or anything like that. You know, I haven't upped my lifestyle. I've just upped my experiences in life. And that's what I really, really enjoy. Uh, so mm -hmm. super excited about that. Diego, we talked today about the six things that we think are super crucial uh, to reaching FI and growing and scaling and becoming a millionaire and just living an abundant life. I'm going to read those over really quick again. So number one was mastering your personal finances, your personal development, the power of your tribe, goal setting, increase your income and investing those finances. So those are things that we teach in Rat Race to Fi. Shoot me a DM on Instagram, Felipe Mejia, REI, or uh, at Real Diego Corzo on Instagram as well. If you are interested in the Rat Race to Fi Mastermind, we'd love to have some of you on uh, and we can go through that to see if we are a good fit for you. Uh, thanks for listening. Diego, any last words before we get out of here, bro? Yes, yes, 100%. Guys, all of this, the six steps that we had mentioned today, none of that matters if you do not have a, a strong why. So none of that matters if your why is not strong enough, because at the end of the day, that journey to achieve financial independence, it's hard. It's not easy, right? If it was easy, everybody would do it. But the thing is, is that a lot of people are not willing to sacrifice, are not willing to step out of their comfort zone. And that's why they don't achieve it. It's not for everybody. But my challenge to everybody here is to create, to know why they're doing certain things. It's, it's interesting because I, um, there is a quote uh, that says, if the why is strong enough, the how will get legs. So at the end of the day, it's super important that the why is going to help you push you forward when things are going to get hard, when lenders are going to tell you, no, you cannot buy this house, you, we cannot get you qualified. If your why is strong enough, you're going to ask yourself different questions and it's going to help you figure out solutions rather than taking the victim mentality. It's going to help you take the empowered mentality because you know that your why is strong enough. They deserve it. For me, my why is my parents, right? They came to the United States. They left everything in Peru, learned a new language, started from zero. And now everything that I've been able to achieve, I do them to show them that at the end of the day, they're their uh, their sacrifice was totally worth it. And I want to give them later the life that they deserve. 
So that's what I want to do. And that is my why. Felipe, what is your why? You know, what's interesting is um, my why for me is definitely going to be my family and my son. Uh, it's giving them the future that I know that I didn't get and wanted and knowing that they can have and deserve. Uh, obviously, we're going to work really hard with real estate and continue to grow and escalate uh, and, and just continue to 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 climb that ladder that we want. But now it's a little easy because I have the right uh, I have the right shoes on to grow. I have the right protective gear to climb up the mountain, right? I've, I've, I've geared myself with the right processes and procedures where my income makes me more income. And now it's just scaling. Uh, Tiago, right at a dinner the other day over in Augusta, and we were buying in the apartment complex, asked me, Felipe, when is enough enough? And I said, I've reached my enough. It's just now that my enough is making me more enough. My passive income makes me more passive income. I don't have to actively uh, be super working. I can just manage little fires here and there. Uh, and that's the goal for everyone, right? That's what financial independence look like. It just looks like your, your why making you more why. So yeah, uh, exactly. yeah, that's what so, it is for me. Yeah. And now guys, all of you guys know the six steps to becoming the person that achieves financial freedom. If you are starting at zero, right at zero, no properties, you just maybe graduated college, or maybe you have a lot of student debt or kinds of debt. But if you can just get started with these six keys and you begin to take action towards them, I highly believe that in the next five, 10 years, you can achieve financial independence because you have become the person that has achieved financial independence. It will get to you later. So yeah, Felipe, that's that's where I would end it. Absolutely. Well, guys, if you liked the podcast today, please give us a shout out on Instagram, tag us. We'd love to reshare you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Rat Race to Five podcast. The Rat Race to Five podcast, where we discuss money, mindset, real estate investing, and ways to achieve financial independence. Whether you are a rookie or a veteran needing new ideas for investing or creating side hustles, you're in the right place.